This is the In Focus podcast from the Hindu. Welcome to the Hindu's In Focus podcast. I'm Zubeda Hamid, your host for today. Can breathing in polluted air day after day increase your risk of diabetes? A study conducted in India and published in the BMJ Open Diabetes Research and Care Journal last month says yes. Researchers studied over 12,000 adults in Chennai and in Delhi over a period of 7 years from 2010 to 2017. The blood sugar levels of these people were measured periodically and a satellite-based hybrid exposure model was used to check for pollution levels. This assessed the daily average ambient PM2.5 concentrations in Delhi and Chennai for each day of the study period. PM2.5 refers to particles that are really tiny, 2.5 microns or less in diameter, which can enter the bloodstream and cause a number of respiratory and heart diseases. Considering that India was ranked the eighth most polluted country in the world as per the 2022 World Air Quality Report, and with Delhi currently choking on a toxic smog and the air quality remaining poor, this is of special concern to our country. Added to this, is that latest estimates indicate that 10.13 crore people in our country of 140 crore could potentially already be diabetic so how does pollution increase your risk of type 2 diabetes are those growing up in india now at a significantly higher risk of getting diabetes younger do we need to add polluted air to the list of risk factors for diabetes such as unhealthy diets and sedentary lifestyles and what steps can the government and the public take to help decrease this risk and to work towards clean air for all we speak about this and more with dr v mohan who was one of the co-authors of the study and is the chairman of the dr mohan's diabetes specialty center in chennai good morning and welcome to the in focus podcast dr mohan good morning doctor tell us about the link between diabetes and air pollution and the recent study that came out uh, so till recently when we talked about uh, diabetes particularly type 2 diabetes we always felt that it was due to the individual's fault meaning that they ate too much ate junk food too much of calories too much of carbohydrate did not exercise did not sleep on time put on weight obesity uh, laziness uh, sedentary behavior all these things and of course a family history of diabetes so these are the usual causes that one thinks of when trying to uh, prevent diabetes or to talk about the causes of type 2 diabetes however for many years we have been struck by the fact that even after we correct for most of these known factors or confounders as we call them there is a higher prevalence of type 2 diabetes in urban areas compared to rural areas so again we thought this is due to socio economic causes maybe they are using uh, transportation uh, instead of walking and maybe it is stress and so many other things that we uh, try to link uh, to the higher prevalence of diabetes in urban areas however for some time now in western countries uh, this point about air pollution being linked to metabolic diseases or non communicable diseases has been getting published so with that in view since india has so much of pollution 
and some cities like new delhi actually are supposed new delhi is supposed to be the most polluted city in the whole world as far as air pollution is concerned we thought as part of the ongoing car study the cardiovascular risk surveillance study which has been going on for the last 15 years or so the study is done in two cities of india chennai and delhi and it is funded by the uh, national institutes of health nih through their nih lbi uh, division and in the earlier phases of the study we reported on the prevalence of diabetes and other uh, cardio metabolic uh, risk factors but now since the study has now progressed to about 15 years now we have also longitudinal data or follow up data which means that people who did not have diabetes when we started at baseline let's say in 2010 or so now could have developed diabetes both in chennai as well as in delhi so we wanted to know what are the risk factors for this of course the usual risk factors did come out family history of diabetes obesity lack of exercise um, sedentary behavior uh, diet especially carbohydrate that is rice in chennai wheat in delhi all these things came out but then we were struck by the fact that even after explaining the usual risk factors there was still this huge divide then when we had equipment now to measure air pollution we looked at that as an independent uh, risk factor and we are surprised to find that it came out as a fairly strong risk factor for type 2 diabetes and it can very well explain at least part of the uh, higher prevalence of diabetes seen in urban areas compared to rural areas so this opens up a whole new field that the um, pollution air pollution is not just linked to respiratory diseases but also to cardio metabolic diseases uh, in an earlier study it was shown that hypertension is linked to it dr prabhakaran from new delhi showed this uh, now for the same group dr prabhakaran is also part of this dr nikhil tandon the first author is dr siddharth mandal he has taken this up as his main project and we are all of course collaborators from chennai from madras diabetes research foundation we are also part of this uh, dr deepa is our uh, chief epidemiologist so we are all been participating in this and therefore it has opened up a new what i call is a new pandora's box as far as diabetes is concerned tell us a little bit we are specifically talking here about particulate matter 2.5 correct tell us a little bit about how this affects the body and specifically how it increases your risk of diabetes so this particulate 2.5 is something you can measure and this is something which uh, goes into the body and it can go into the blood as well so it's linked to diseases like chronic pulmonary uh, disease copd asthma uh, or emphysema uh, or even to tuberculosis lung cancer these have been very well allergies these have been very well studied in the past but now with the increasing evidence that obesity also may be linked to it hypertension diabetes and heart disease now how does diabetes get linked to this particulate matter when this pm 2.5 enters into the body it works as an endocrine disruptor now the endocrine system as you know starts with the hypothalamus in the brain then comes down to the pituitary then to the thyroid then we have the pancreas the adrenal gland the gonads so the whole system is called as the endocrine system 
So in the endocrine system, because the endocrine system is a ductless gland, when you have in the blood these kind of uh, things circulating, they can go and disrupt the whole machinery. Now, as far as diabetes is concerned, type 2 diabetes is concerned, there are two main defects which produce type 2 diabetes. One is insulin secretion from the pancreas and the second is its action, insulin action in the liver and muscle and in the adipose tissue, which means it produces insulin resistance as well. So, insulin secretory defect in the pancreas and insulin resistance in the peripheral tissues. Both these defects have been shown in animal models and in other studies, mechanistic studies to disrupt both insulin secretion as well as its action. And therefore, that is a mechanism by which it, uh, it can uh, disrupt the, uh, the biochemical pathways leading to diabetes. Now, of course, in our study, being an epidemiological study, a longitudinal cohort kind of a study, we have not done mechanistic studies. So, we have not studied what it does inside the blood and how it goes and damages the pancreas. What we have done is to see whether there is a connection. Having seen that there is a connection, now further research is needed into its mechanisms. But these two mechanisms are fairly well described in the literature as well. Because you have different types of um, uh, air pollution contains not just uh, PM 2.5, but also contains uh, uh, nitrous oxide, sulfur containing uh, compounds and many other uh, compounds are there. And any of these can get linked uh, to the endocrine disruptor function. So, Doctor, tell us a little bit now. We just talked about how uh, Delhi is uh, now ranked as the most polluted city in the world and it's choking on toxic smog at the moment. What does this mean for the future health? So, does this mean that children and young adults who are growing up now in India's cities are far more at risk of getting diabetes early? Obviously, as an extension of this, uh, it stands to reason that... Uh, uh, the not, not only diabetes risk, but uh, it's quite scary some of the pictures that we see uh, that uh, we can uh, get a, a uh, you know, a group of people, millions of people of children who are growing up uh, who uh, can be affected in many ways. Their growth can be stunted, their endocrine systems can get affected. So if you extend that further, maybe in girls, the puberty can get delayed, PCOS can come, polycystic ovarian disease obesity because all these pathways lead to inflammation which also leads to insulin resistance then <clears throat> you can get obesity and diabetes type 2 diabetes and before all that they may actually die of respiratory disease so we have to urgently control this now you may ask is it possible well they have done it in many other countries in california i remember we have had case studies where uh, los angeles and other cities were completely filled with smoke and smog and and all that and the pictures of uh, you know california and all at that time that's very similar to what we're seeing in delhi now but through public action all of them getting together and we'll discuss what all can be done uh, they, they've been able to reduce it uh, to a considerable extent and the before or after pictures if you see of los angeles and all it's almost unbelievable how much by public effort it could be done now, this is not something which the government alone should do. Of course, the government should do, but people should also realize we are uh, at the uh, on the eve of Diwali. And, uh, you know, this Diwali, instead of bursting crackers and adding to not only the uh, smoke pollution, but also to the noise pollution and also burning away your money, why don't we 
just light diyas in our houses and uh, this is a much more way of spreading more light and why don't you spread love and why don't you spread light instead of spreading noise and pollution and of course then you'll say the the uh, lives of so many people will get affected people are making this i'm not saying it's a uh, uh, immediate, uh, you know, ban on all these, although a ban is not a bad idea at all. Uh, but I think we should, for the future, start planning what is good for the country, what's good for the community, what's good for our own individual health. And some of these old practices have to be stopped. For example, in Chennai itself, uh, Bogi will also soon come, the uh, festival the day before Pongal, where we burn all our clothes, we old clothes, we burn uh, anything that is not usable, uh, all uh, paper and cardboard, everything we burn. And on that day, on 13th January usually, we can't even go out and it lasts for a few days and sometimes even for a few weeks, the amount of pollution that is created. So all these are things which we can try to find some kind of a long-term solution for. Talk to us a little bit about how much of a risk factor it has become, Doctor. We spoke a little bit about sedentary lifestyles, unhealthy diets, obesity, etc. as the primary and family history as primary risk factors. How much would you say that air pollution uh, is, is going to be compared to these? In an earlier study, the GBD study, Global Burden of Disease study, published about five, six years ago, it was estimated that globally about 4% of all diabetes can be explained by air pollution. But this includes some of the cleanest cities in the world where very little pollution is there. More recent estimates put the figure somewhere around 15%. So maybe 15% of all diabetes right now, uh, type 2 diabetes can be explained by pollution. And uh, because this is rapidly going up, this percentage may actually be an underestimate and it can be uh, probably even more in the places where the pollution levels are very high. Apart from the fact that India has been ranked as the eighth most polluted country in the world, are we also going to face an additional burden because our burden of diabetes is already so high and because we have other genetic risk factors as well? Yeah, so as far as diabetes is concerned, we are in the number two position now. China is slightly ahead of us. We have 101 million people with uh, diabetes and in China it's about 125 million or so. But even without all this, uh, in India the numbers are going to soar because our population is increasing, number one. Number two, our lifespan is also, life expectancy is increasing. At the time of independence, our life expectancy was 35 years. Not that everybody died at 35 years. But so many children died below one year of age and below five years of age. When you calculate the mathematical average, the average is only 35 years. And of course, a lot of people, including very famous saints and philosophers and scientists, uh, have all died in the 30s at that time. Today, living to 60, 70, and the average lifespan today, life expectancy is 70 years for females and 69 years for males. It's almost doubled. And it's going to further increase. In the next few years, it will cross over 80 years probably. So with that, because of lifespan uh, itself, the number of people are going to go up because at that age group, diabetes will become very, very common. It's unusual not to have diabetes. Second, as our population, we already overtaken China in our population. Now, as uh, the population grows bigger and bigger, 
uh, we will naturally outbeat China as far as the diabetes numbers are concerned because we have already always known that South Asians and Indians have an increased susceptibility uh, to, to, to type 2 diabetes. That has been very well known. So, for all these reasons, it's going to increase. Now, if you add newer risk factors like pollution and so on, and in fact, there are others which uh, have not been so well documented. For example, pesticides among the farmers, they are all kinds of pesticides. They are also endocrine uh, uh, toxins. Uh, so, they are endocrine disruptors. So, we keep adding all these newer risk factors. And on top of that, obesity is increasing, physical inactivity is uh, uh, increasing. So, with all that, so it might, mean, might end up that we are going to really, really, uh, you know, increase the numbers and we may be sitting on a diabetes ticking time bomb kind of a thing. Tell us a little bit about these findings, doctor. Did, did you see a difference in, in sex, male, female, for instance? Um, so what we found was that um, in the females, those who had, um, uh, you know, from the lower socioeconomic strata and had indoor pollution, for example, uh, they were using firewood or uh, charcoal or uh, using, uh, you know, bio, uh, biomass-based uh, fuels, uh, they seem to have a lot. Whereas in the men, those who are going out into polluted areas, they seem to have more. In fact, today a report has been uh, published in one of the papers uh, where a very detailed study has been done about uh, 2 point, uh, PM 2.5 and from where it comes. And what they are saying is, I just read that report this morning, and what they are saying is that indoor pollution through coming through bio uh, gas uh, kind of a thing, the biomass um, you know, burning of uh, uh, these biological things, cow dung and so on. Uh, that seems to be a very, very uh, big contributor. In fact, they said about 48% of the entire PM 2.5 in a survey that they have done across the country uh, seems to be coming from that. And that is something which is easily controllable if we change over uh, to the, you know, the Prime Minister's uh, the cooking gas scheme and so on, will drastically bring it down. Uh, they, they found that the next biggest uh, pollutant was the stubble burning, that is especially in Delhi, and also the industrial pollution from uh, various, uh, the smoke coming out from various industries uh, and so on. Vehicular uh, tra traffic, which we thought will be one of the top ones, was not so high. It was only about 5% or so. So, <clears throat> I think in each of these, we can try to reduce the pollution level and thereby uh, make a big dent on the, uh, you know, the uh, quality of the air in our country. Talk to us a little bit about how this can or should now be incorporated into national programs like the program to control non-communicable diseases. Clean air should be one factor now that we look to. Yeah, yeah definitely, because uh, it should be whether it's non-communicable or communicable or respiratory. Uh, once we know that this is a direct poison, why are we t telling people not to smoke? On one side, we are saying tobacco, tobacco, we are going on. The ill effects of alcohol, we are uh, boldly telling people. Why not tell people about pollution as well? Now, you will get so many birds with one stone. Don't you remember that when we had COVID and we were all wearing a mask, uh, how many other diseases also came down because we were very careful, there was lockdown, we didn't go out, we were wearing masks, we were very 
thing and avoiding uh, you know crowded areas we did find at that time that uh, even heart attacks came down and many other disease respiratory diseases came down many other diseases also improved in the process so i think definitely we'll have to include this uh, of course there's only one study we need more study from other parts of the country but having said that this is a low hanging fruit and telling people to avoid polluted areas to reduce pollution in general to wear a mask wherever needed i was in japan recently and i was amazed to find that how many people are wearing a mask although there is no covid today uh, in japan korea thailand uh, some parts of china uh, because in the uh, singapore uh, people are used to wearing a mask right from the sars time and other uh, viruses that they had so they were well prepared for covid when it came so it's not just during covid that you have to wear a mask whenever you are in a polluted place when you are in a crowded place i think wearing a mask is a good idea it may help to reduce tb and other diseases as well so i think we should bring it into the national program talk to us a little bit about how up until now like we have talked about it has only pollution has only been linked to respiratory diseases do we need now more doctors heart specialists diabetes specialists everybody talking to, talking to us about pollution and the need for clean air do we need the medical community also to step forward absolutely because i think uh, only if we uh, all join in together the message will come out uh, loud and clear if we look at uh, you know uh, how things have happened in the past they'll give you a clue for example when hiv and aids was increasing uh, very much in the country a simple message about using condoms i remember even when you go for a walk in kodaikanal all around the lake it it would it would be written pasted the government had pasted saying use condoms have safe sex and so on so that one message uh, went through i don't know if that's the only thing meanwhile anti retroviral drugs also came altogether today hiv is not a big problem as it used to be 10 years ago 15 years ago so one disease we were able to conquer to a large extent i think to, through community awareness because every time you pick up the phone somebody is telling you about wearing a mask and so on when the during the covid time so covid also we are able to manage uh, quite well the police were actually going around uh, the streets and check and catching you if you are not wearing a mask and uh, without a mask you are not allowed inside a a theater or inside a hospital or uh, anything and then using of sanitation uh, you know for your hands and sterilization of your hands and all this could be done across the country and it almost became mandatory i think in a similar way if we all join together about pollution and the if the medical community takes it up uh, i think this will have a huge impact thank you so much for speaking to us today doctor thank you zabeda in focus will be back soon with analysis of the biggest news issues in the meantime you can find our podcast on spotify apple podcasts stitcher and other platforms just search for in focus by the hindu We'll see you soon.